Welcome to Random Rambles. I'm Taja. And I'm Amy. And we're here to talk about whatever comes to mind. Mm, we are. We are already worked up this morning. <laughs> <laughs> we were calm. We were. Until we started talking about the NPC trends and Tozy's coverage and now we just feel like we're living in a construct. Yeah, nothing's real and everything's weird. Everything has always, always been weird. Well, I guess, but there's now with the, not F- NFTs, <laughs> NPCs. <laughs> I had to ask Taja, because um, she's like, do you, know what, do you know what NPCs are? And I said, isn't it the thing that's not real where you can buy and sell it? And she just looked at me and was like, no. It's an NFT. <laughs> so I'm slightly across. And then when she actually did say what an NPC is, I now know character. what the hell it is. Um, but still baffled by it. I, I'm not as across it as Taja at I'm, all. I'm baffled by the fact that people are earning really big dollars playing an NPC on TikTok Live mm. and saying stupid, ridiculous shit, popping popcorn kernels one at a time. And they're earning <laughs> the, <laughs> one with their hair at a time. Yeah, one at a time the, with their hair straight. Oh, that's the key bit that you need that's to the say. Key bit. Oh, that's the key bit. And then, and then, somehow earning thousands of dollars a live stream. So it's thousands, not millions. Thousands. No, it's thousands of dollars a live stream. But they may do these like every day. Wow. Okay. So I mean, you count it up, and if they if they're able to keep the trend, it's probably millions of dollars a year, if not at least six figures. What is, why? I don't need to see this. Are people enjoying this? Clearly, because they're earning thousands but, of dollars. But is this, is this like a demographic of like really young people that just think it's funny? Like it's just a funny I'm, thing. I'm guessing that it's something in between really young, dumb people who haven't quite figured out what to do with what little disposable income they have. And um, <laughs> people with a lot of money that enjoy the kink side of it, because I'm sure at some point there's someone out there thinking, Oh, true. Dull. Oh. <laughs> uh... Yes, okay, yeah. But it's certainly not something that catches my fancy. It just came across my YouTube feed when I was watching the um, sort of social commentators. Uh-huh. So, but yeah, now that we've... Um... <laughs> I'm, just, about that. I'm doing a face. I'm just doing a really screwed up face because I, I honestly... <laughs> what? I'm scared to ask it, but what's next? Now that now that people... Well, everyone, I can't say that this was on my 2023 bingo card. no. <laughs> Like, where are we going with all this? I'm going to say it. Crap. It's crap. It is. It's absolute crap. <laughs> it's not teaching anybody anything. I don't think No I'm one's getting educated or improving themselves. Like, personal. I mean, they're improving their bank balance. Development. Oh, my God. It just, I'm riled up. I'm riled up about this, people. <laughs> it's just dumb. It's really dumb. And I'm sure it'll be... A thing that people used to do, oh, back in 2023 and, you know, that time. Can you imagine teaching in in 2100, right? Yeah. Can you imagine teaching this in class? No. (laughs) Let's not teach about it. Let's forget about it. Let's forget it even existed. (laughs) Let's pretend the early 2020s never occurred. I think there's some things that just need to be left, like, and it just be sealed up. Never do spoken about it. And this is one of them. This is, it's so dumb. When I saw it on uh, the project, they did a, a, a whole, you know, interview with someone. I, was my mouth, I feel like it was. 
But I mean, I wasn't overly paying attention to quickly follow her. So <laughs> I wouldn't be following her either. But, uh, still. <laughs> but they did a whole thing and that, you know, trying to ask really serious newsworthy questions about what this was. Oh, I've got to Google this. Was it, was it Pinky Doll? Oh, I don't know. But we're, th- this is news. This crap. I'm sorry, but no, it is not. And put your money away and donate to a charity. If, you, if you're that willing to give your money away, yeah, charities, people who are in need, um, even a, a person on the street, you might be able to help them out by buying them, you know, uh, something to eat or a drink. Like you just, honest to goodness, literally anything else but this. Taj is currently looking it up. <laughs> as, I am. It doesn't, I look, it doesn't look like it was Pinky Doll. So, okay. Well, as equally she's, as she's terrifying on her own. So I, I won't. I won't submit you to having to watch that. Thank like, you, because I've already watched it, and I. But you've watched a that. version of it. She's another level. I think she's only ever broken character like twice. Once was to yell at her son to take the dog and leave the room. Right. And um, the other was when something had happened, something had leaked, and she was losing her mind over it and was like, I want to say that she was crying on camera, but there were no tears. Maybe she isn't real. Maybe she is a non-playable character. She talks. In my opinion, she talks as if she has a retainer in her mouth. And, like, that's nothing against people People that have retainers retainers, in their mouth. But it's it's that awkward speech that that you have when you first get a retainer and you're learning how to talk around it or Mm -hmm. when it's not fitting properly yep that feels awkward yeah and that's Mm. that's the sort of speech but then i like when i had that thought my next thought was are those teeth real or is that why she talks funny because she's holding something to cover her front teeth like like a false veneer or something Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. so uh, i mean i have no idea if any of that is true but i couldn't help the thought once i had it (laughs) because i all i think about with non-playable characters and i wasn't really heavily into gaming at all um, I think I played Crash Bandicoot when my brother got that. Tomb Raider. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I was out. Like, I, I really just, I'm not interested in it. But I just remember um, other people playing Sims and hearing about non-playable characters in Sims. Mm-hmm. That's all I think of when people say that to me. I don't think about this At least in crap. Sims, they didn't say anything. Like, if you play a game like Witcher or um, Red Dead Red Dead Redemption. Well yeah, done. That one. Say that three times. Go. Go, go, go. Um when you play those, the non-playable characters sort of approach you with dialogue. Yeah. Right? And yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. then they then provide you with like a, a side quest or an, the next stage of what you need to do. Yeah. Whereas in The Sims they're just sort of there for the socialization it's aspect like a, and they just Yeah. Simlish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and that's all I think of. I And I mean, I know probably too much about gaming for my own bloody good because I did work um, at JB Hi-Fi. Ugh, I have to get close to the microphone, people. Because nobody can hear you. Look. Look look at how far away I am. There you go. <laughs> Why do we do this together? <laughs> so, yes. Um, and gaming was, you know, a big prominent thing at JB Hi-Fi. Um, not a sponsor, just saying their name to give context. Um, <laughs> as if anyone's sponsoring us right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> We're three episodes in and we talk shit. <laughs> you, you don't know. People, we might have organised all these sponsors and we just haven't talked about them yet. We? <laughs> 
If you can organize sponsors, I'll give you some more credit on the editing. <laughs> so funny. Um, yes. So I only think of that. I don't think of this garbage on TikTok when it comes to non-playable characters. Do you spend any time on TikTok? I spend way I too much time on TikTok. I don't have a TikTok account, mate. I only so see I, what you so send no. me. <laughs> if you send me stuff and it's via TikTok, I just see that. I don't okay. literally, I don't have That's a TikTok account. like Facebook account. when people send me shit from Facebook. I don't have Facebook either. It's just Instagram. That's it. I have Instagram. I have Facebook because I've had it for so freaking long, but I've, um, wow, you're having fun with that microphone, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I've, I've... <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> I just had like a big fail with setting that back up on the table. <laughs> I can't even breathe. <laughs> I don't use Facebook for anything anymore other than the messenger aspect. Oh, I don't even use that. I do because I've got friends that only have that. So okay. I use it for that, but... That's really all I use it for these days. But they'll send me stuff off of Facebook or my parents will send me stuff off of Facebook. And yeah. I'm like, okay, well, now I've opened an app that I haven't been active on in like four years, <laughs> if not longer. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. remember someone getting really cranky at me once because they're like, oh, well, I know who my real friends are. <sighs> Even though I put a notice out saying like, I'm no longer using it. I'm not shutting the account down because I don't want someone else to spoof my account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but just to let everyone know, I'm not using my Facebook anymore. I won't be interacting. Don't send me stuff on here. I'm not going yeah. to see it. Like, don't invite me to things. I won't see the invitation. I'm not using it. Mm. And then they, like, got really cranky. We're like, well, I know who my true friends are because they, they sent me the invitation on Facebook, even though I told them, like, I'm not using Facebook. Rolling my eyes. And I was like, I don't understand what the problem is. You were warned. Yeah. Like, you were told multiple times, you have my phone number. Yes. Weirdly enough, phones phones have been around for quite some time. Certainly longer than Facebook. Yeah. But like, not just that, but like there was my Facebook Messenger, there was the phones, there was and I don't maybe this is just a me thing. Like I'm not meaning to sound a little bit like a bratty Karen or anything like that. Like I'm not <laughs> after someone specifically going out of their way to invite me. But I just I feel like I don't need to be invited on Facebook for what it was. Like, it was one of those um, MLM party things. Like, come and have a party and I'm going to sell you shit. Uh, like Tupperware. Yeah, but I think it was, like, candles. Oh, shit. no. Yeah. Um, so it was one of those sorts of things. But I was like, I, I, I don't need a special invitation. Mm -mm. But also, don't get you knickers in a twist or jump on your high horse or your soapbox because I didn't see your invitation because you're using a platform to send it that I'm not on anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, that was an unfortunate side effect of stopping to using it. I'm just still in a phase of screwy Mark Zuckerberg. Zuppa? Zuppaberg. That's his name. Zuckerberg. I can't even say it. That's how annoyed I am at him. He's also not convincing as a human. I don't think he's human. <laughs> you believe that he's a reptilian? <laughs> yeah, I feel like he doesn't blink ever, especially in the court case um, that he was I in can't a while say ago. That I was watching him that closely as to count how whether or not he blinked or not. But well, I just found that the, the interpersonal drama on Facebook became a big thing, and and it was there was a huge lack of accountability on on news sources, mm. and so there was a lot of shit going around 
that wasn't real. Yeah. And people were buying into it and feeding into it and it just became this big thing and I couldn't deal with it anymore. So really it had nothing to do with the morals of the company. It was just I had a headache and didn't want one anymore. Pretty much. Um, Because I I realised, you know, I was like, oh, yay. Like I've gotten away from Facebook and that's Mark Zuckerberg. Yay. And then all of a sudden they bought Instagram. And I was like, shit. I have to say I didn't like it when the Instagram algorithm changed for reels. I liked it and I still like it primarily for mm-hmm. photos. Yep. And maybe that's just a generation thing. Like TikTok is a thing that exists yeah. for those reels and, and videos and yeah, short yeah, yeah, clips yeah, yeah. and things. I don't need it on Instagram. And I know I like I know why they want to do it that way. They want sure. as many people on the platform for as long as possible. Yeah. But can we not just all have our share of the market and leave it alone? Well, yeah, so I got a bit disappointed because I really like Instagram. That's that's it's it's less drama. Drama and it's just cleaner. You post a photo people can it. engage with it. Like that whether they want to or not. Like there's no private messaging and and comments and uh, just people coming out of the woodwork that aren't even in your life anymore. Like you control it a bit easier with who follows you and 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 whatnot. Um, but then I was like, oh, cool. Well, they're in that. But like WhatsApp's not bought by them. And then lo and behold, Facebook bought WhatsApp. And I was like, I cannot get away from this man no matter what I do. He owns everything. It's except fucking except, annoying. Except. <laughs> Twitter, which is now known as X, which is owned by an even more annoying man. <laughs> yes. But see, I'm not, I've never been on Twitter. Have you? No. No, okay. No, I've not. X, I whatever do not, it wants to be. I do not have a Twitter <laughs> or, or an X account. Um, I've, I don't know if I've ever really been interested in having one. I don't think that I could be succinct enough. Yeah, that's true, because it's just a limited amount of characters, yeah. Although I don't know if they still have that, but I know that at the time that it was a, the biggest thing, like, that's what it was. But also, every time I hear about it, it sounds like a cesspool. A toilet bowl of crap. Yeah, people just yeah. arguing with each other, people saying things just to start an argument. Yep. I'm like, I don't need that sort of drama in my life. I'm not a drama-wanting person. No. Like, I'm, I'm happy to to watch a drama show <laughs> i just don't want to live through a no, drama. no 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 that, and that's the thing and I, I don't i don't want to be part of it all I'd, I'd like to close all the things and not have whatsapp and all these bloody apps that are owned by you can but your name would be either killian murphy or chris pine <laughs> yeah well yeah yeah so i think chris i think is it chris pine's phone is so old that it's still like a nokia 30 yeah yeah it's so old yeah he doesn't have anything um but yeah, like to have a monopoly on all the things and have so much control on all the things, I really, I've got to, it's a uh, be so in my bonnet get, about it's that. It's so hard to get a new one to take off though. Yeah. Because I think the only other social media platform that is just as big as Pinterest and even that, mm. like it's drama free for as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Um, but it's about finding recipes and inspiration mm. and photos and all of that sort of stuff. So it's not really one where you're going to like jump on and have a hundred comments with people uh-huh. and, like there are comment functions, there are private message functions. Yeah. But it's not something that I've ever like I can lose hours on that app. <laughs> but it's not something where I've ever gone on and gone, that's wrong. Yeah. I'm gonna start a fight. No. Well it's, it's, a, it's gives a, a light shit. like a light app, isn't it? Yeah. It's it's all about sharing finding inspiration or finding a recipe yeah. or Yeah, it's it's I think it's a I don't know, maybe it's just a bit of a little bit more uh, artistic app maybe mm. and so people aren't really looking for drama there they're just looking for 
something to while away the time. Something and like to inspire a respect the next... is on there. Yeah. 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 No, I'm not keen. I've never been keen about Twitter. Um, no thanks. Because, yeah, our mate Elon Musk is... <sighs> not who he says he is. He's also not human, I've decided. <laughs> Zuckerberg is not human and he is not human. <laughs> I've just I've decided both of them. You just, just want to talk about aliens. I... <laughs> Well, <laughs> um, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> I was trying really hard not to lean into that, but I was like, actually, yeah, um, she just wants to talk about aliens. Well, it's just all this, yeah, it's just the amount of shit that happens, and you think, how can this person be any more left of center and not the norm? Not that there's a norm per se. Has enough money to get away with it. Yeah, I get. I guess. I guess. But, I mean, NASA literally changed the definition of astronaut so that him and Jeff Bezos would not be able to be astronauts. <laughs> because it's it's a term that has a lot of respect denoted to it. Yeah. And they were just going to, like, take a joyride because they could afford to. So even that, like, putting money to take, you know, William Shatner and a whole bunch of other people that can pay to go... Up into well, they weren't technically in space for that one, and that's why they changed the definition yeah. of astronaut. They weren't technically, but um, they were in the high echelon of the upper atmosphere. Thank you, Wikipedia, <laughs> in your brain. Um, I have a lot of really stupid facts. <laughs> that's good though. That's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, like all that money wasted on that dick measuring contest is frightening. If that's where we're at. I mean, imagine what that money could have done. Just for literally anything. And like. it's like the whole, um, okay, so for a long time, I have always been very excited about the whole idea of like the Mars colony and colonizing Mars and spending sure. time up there and, you know, doing the research, the biological research, the water research, like all of that sort of stuff. Like, I think it could be a really cool thing for humanity to take as its next step. Yeah. However. I'm hanging on every word. I do not believe that it should be in the hands of a corporation because I think you would be looking at it as more of like a slave colony if you do stuff like that. Because people would the the company would be sending people up there to do the work and I don't think it would be a FIFO situation where you fly in, fly out or anything like that. It's going to be a case of this costs us uh, $5,500 per person to do. Yep. You, you know, we're going to move you up there, but you are actually going to owe the company like $250,000 because we have to buy um, all the materials, we have to set up the habitations, we have to do all of this stuff, and you owe us for that. And then they're going to make you sign a contract that you don't have to pay anything out of pocket, you just have to work for the company. And bada bing, bada boom, you've got a very low class working group of people that couldn't afford to pay their own way up. And are then having to spend the rest of their lives paying that back, but are probably going to be treated really poorly because we have had numerous uh, examples of that over the years. Oh. Like that's a, It's a huge thing, and I believe that it's still something that happens in America where they have company towns. Mm. And, like, when you work for the company, when you're in good health and all of that sort of stuff, it's probably feels like a brilliant thing. Like you were provided housing, you were provided electricity, you were provided doctor services, you were provided all of these things that should be already provided by like the government Mm -hmm. and your wages. Mm -hmm. But instead it's provided by the company. So as soon as you no longer provide the company what 
work you have been able to do if you gain an injury or whatever, you're no longer of use to the company. Yeah. You lose access to all of that. Mm-hmm. You don't have a home. You don't have electricity. You don't have warmth. You don't have a doctor. You don't have any of that stuff anymore. That should be basic human rights. But America is arguing about water being a basic human right. Yes. Yes. Well, what springs to mind while you're talking about your point just then was um, The Handmaid's Tale. Your, your favourite. <laughs> with the colonies. And if you don't know what they are, um, you could probably jump on YouTube um, and you wouldn't have to watch the show, but you could see a little snippet um, so if the females aren't um, conforming to the new world order. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I believe was actually only an American world order. Yes. Even in the book, it was just. Yes, yes. Yeah. 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 Um, everywhere else, free, free world. Yeah. But they, they made the people in America believe that it was the new world order. Like they wouldn't get help even if they left. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So if you're of no use, so you can't have children anymore or you don't conform to the world order or you're just considered um i guess yeah and and you you sort of um just have you still your own thoughts you know in a way and being trying to be your own person within the new world order you get sent to the colonies which is shit because it's like you know um not a great place to work it's it's a prison camp yeah basically and you you know they had like a little first aid kit but it had one band-aid and like a little bit of Panadol. Oh no, like it wasn't as was, yeah. Like once they used that, they were done. Like you didn't have any more things to bandage people up or whatever. Um, and th- they got sick. They deteriorated even more because they weren't being treated well. And you worked and worked and worked, and you got maybe two hours sleep. It was yeah. It, that reminds me of that where they're just like working um, to live. <laughs> you know, and they're barely getting fed. They're barely getting water. And if it's water, it's um, dirty dirty, and has multiple things wrong with it so it gets you even more sick so I sort of think about that in that sense if you get sent away to Mars you know for instance well you're not coming back oh yeah yeah so it's a long long life commitment and and as the fact that we're Australians and we have quite a bit of our history as being part of the uh colonies yep then, yeah, because, I mean, how much Australian history did you learn about modern Australia when you were growing up that you could, you weren't about what what they considered a big enough crime to get you shoved into the hold of a, of a ship and sent out here and then, like, if you survived the joy, the, the joy of that voyage, mm-hmm. locked in the hole and, oh, just horrendous conditions and then you came out here and it's a completely different landscape to what you used to. There's predators out here you've never even heard of or seen before. And like half of the um, penal colonies didn't even bother guarding their um, jails properly, purely and simply because they figured, well, if you do run away, the desert will get you. The local wildlife will get you. It doesn't matter. So good luck. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the scary thing, like with these billionaires running around doing whatever the fuck they want, um, it's really scary. It is. It's really scary because if they're examples of their workforce, like much like Amazon mm. during the pandemic, um, were not great. Well, not even just during the pandemic, like their workforce in, especially in America, has always been a huge problem. Yeah. Um, Starbucks have shut something like they've lost an entire college campus's um, contract to supply coffee and to have coffee shops on site. Yeah. Because the um, students 
backed the unionization of their workforce, mm-hmm. despite the fact that Starbucks closed those sites down. The students at the university put the pressure on the administration to cancel the contract with Starbucks because they shut down unionized sites. Yeah. I really, and I mean, we ourselves coming from an Australian workforce, the unionization of our workforces and the the labor requirements and everything, all the laws that go around it, a lot of it happened before our time. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that I'm grateful for. Me too. Um, we've we've been given very good conditions, very good um, holidays. Yeah. Like sometimes I talk to people in America and you tell them that you're going on holidays for three weeks and they're like, how? Yeah. And it boggles my mind. And when they're like, oh, well, I've just had to work through this really horrible illness because if I don't, I lose my job and yeah. I lose my health care. And I'm like, mm. what about sick days? Oh, yeah, I get three a year. What? Yeah. I... That that part boggles my mind. Like, how have you not all just rebelled? I know. Like, you don't even need to rebel in big ways. Just stop going to fucking work. Everyone. Just everyone. Just spend a week mm. doing nothing. Yeah. See how the economy crashes. It will absolutely tank. They will panic. They will give you what they want. I know that right now, with the whole rider's strike thing, because I believe that's still going. Yes, it is. Yes, correct. That they're, they're having issues with that. But if we stop consuming the media, if we, you know, just stop. Okay. Great way to look at this. Made in Dagenheim. Mm-hmm. The women were considered as unskilled labourers, despite the fact that they sewed together all the car seats and upholstery without pattern, mm-hmm. without any form of extra guidance. Yeah. And when they decided that, hang on, we're not unskilled labourers. We want to be paid as skilled labourers because that's what we are. We are skilled. You try and put it all together. Yeah. They ended up going on strike. They weren't taken seriously by the automobile manufacturers at the time because they were women. Yeah. For the most part. Uh, But they went on strike. They went on strike so long that car manufacturing in the United Kingdom stopped. Yep. Because they ran out of seats. And when it came to a hold, the manufacturer thought we can hold out for a little bit longer. We can, we can, we can push them so that you know it's going to be in our favour still. Yeah, we'll, we'll go for this. It got so far as to the point where they were actually in Parliament, like they were talking to senators or you know British parliamentary representatives, the trade trade relations. Yes, that officer. thing. Yes. Um, I always want to but say they, trade union, but that's Australian. So, yeah. yeah. But they um, they got what they wanted. Yeah. They got the pay rate that they wanted. Then that was because they forced them to give it to them. And it would have been hell because yeah. they wouldn't have been able... They, the wages that they expected to come in weren't coming in. The um, impact it would have had on their families would have been really hard because they were women. So they were used to being... At work and then at home and feeding the kids and looking after the husband. And a lot of these women that were on strike, their husbands also worked in the factory. And so their husbands were probably being heckled by management for not being able to control their wives. But they stood firm. They got what they needed. And the industry didn't tank. That was what they... They loved to use that. Oh, no, that'll destroy the industry. No, it fucking won't. No, it won't. And and that's the thing. I think the... Um... 
the amount of stronghold that companies think they have on their staff. Well, I'm, you just got to look at like, I know we're talking about corporate companies here, but you've really yeah. just got to look at the history of rebellion over royalty. Absolutely. Like, the royals have nothing. If nothing. It's not, <laughs> if it's not a being allowed to them by the people. Yeah. Because the people outnumber them like a hundred to one. Yeah. It's the same with corporate. The people, the workers outnumber the corporate office. Yeah. Probably 20 to one. Yeah. And if they stop showing up, nothing gets done. No. no. Which means no profits. Ha ha. Yeah. It's like I stopped, I stopped shopping at Coles and Woolies as much because because of the price gouging. You can't tell me that's not price gouging. $40 for a set of five razors. Piss off. That I mean, to me, to me, that's, you've gone like bonkers. You haven't just gone like a little bit, like crazy. You've gone to the point where it's actually, you're really taking the piss now. Oh, there was a girl on TikTok the other day. I know you don't have TikTok. <laughs> there was a girl on TikTok the other day who, um, she went to Woolies and she bought the same three items and it was $20. Yeah. She went to Coles to get the same three items and she ended up returning the stuff to Woolies. It was $12. Still not great, but what the fuck? Yeah. What the hell? That's a huge price disparity. Mm-hmm. And one of the items was a box of fucking tea. Which, I mean, where are we at with all this? It because was like tea, plain biscuits, and maybe some milk. Like twenty bucks. That should not be twenty bucks. No, because I mean, that's that's you're not even filling a basket, let alone a trolley. No, you know, if you add a couple more twenty bucks onto that, that's not feeding you for a week. So um, I don't know if I've talked about this already, but I've started now. I don't shop at any of the big supermarkets anymore i go to farmers markets that's a um, habit i say habit because it's hard to get started and remember to go because it's so easy to fall into that trap of i'll just nick down to one of the shopping centers and go in there but i do my whole shop at the farmers markets now honey milk butter cream meat bread vegetables fruit um, the only things that you can't really get are the Glad Wraps of the world, alfoil. I have a cat, so I need um, some kitty litter, you know, and some sort of bags to pop that in. Um, but, like, those sorts of things, obviously, you can't get the markets. But that's one stop. Your farmer is coming from his farm or her farm to the markets. You're not having it fresh, frozen, cold, snapped, or you know, located at one place and then it's moved on to another place and then it gets, you know, stored at wherever its destination is and then finally out on the, the floor. Um, so the freshness is definitely um, there in the way of markets, especially farmers' markets, um, and the taste. I can vouch for, even if you look at a banana and how long it lasts on your shelf, buying it from a big supermarket compared to a farmer's market. See, I don't have that problem. We grow our bananas. See? Even better. If you're growing stuff at your house as well, that's even another great thing to sort of take away from that big corporate chain of um, sort of over-delivering the amount the, of produce. But the other thing is the fact that, yeah, they're over-delivering the amount of produce, but they're also so specific on what they want out of the produce because they have this idea in their heads that people aren't going to buy things that are slightly off. Oh. I Yeah, I will. Yes. I absolutely will. If it's a If it's a good carrot and it's got a freaking bend in it i don't give a shit i'm or still gonna eat bit. it yeah knobbly bit yeah. okay as long yeah. as it's still a good carrot it's fine um because i i do the same thing i don't have the same sort of 
farmer's market thing, but I do go to the local greengrocer yeah. as opposed to going to Coles and Woolies. I yeah. go to the local butcher as opposed to going to Coles and Woolies. Yeah. Um, my honey comes from a honey farm, yeah. a, a beekeeper out near my block of land. Yeah, it has a roadside yeah. stall set up that you just drop your money in and take a bottle. Um, so there's that sort of stuff. Um, my mum and I both garden yeah. at the moment, being that I'm with my parents. Mm. It's her garden, but, you know, we have little bits and bobs that are growing in the garden. We've got, like, some silver beet and some tomatoes and all of that sort of stuff. Grow most of our own herbs. And they have a massive banana clump. <laughs> it's not one tree. It's, like, five trees, and they're all clumped in together. But they, they do give off quite a few bananas mm. every season. There's at least six or seven bunches to the point where we're like, shit, what do we do with them all? Well, and that's a good thing. And you think about, you know, um, if there's a good documentary called War on Waste on the ABC. Um, Craig Rucastle is oh, the host. Yeah. Um, he used to be the part of the chase, chaser, I should say. Not the chase, it's a game show. Um, good God, how to mix up the two. Um, but he <laughs> he does a really great showcase on... Was he the one who got asked how he got um, media credentials <laughs> yeah. in Parliament House? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, he's been doing some great sort of efforts and thinking about waste differently, and he did speak to some of the big wigs of the main supermarkets, and they said, what what is it about the curve of a banana? Like, why why can't a banana be straight? Why can't it be a little off? Because people will eat it. There's so much just yeah, in the way they, of bananas but they, go and to they waste. Will always blame the consumer. They will always yeah. be like, "Well, the consumer doesn't want that." And it's like, "How would you know? Have you asked us? Have you put a thing into the local supermarket for us no to be like, asked. hey, do you care if it's got a bit of an extra curve? Do you care if it's a little bit straighter? Like, it's a fucking banana. It's a banana. <laughs> and now you've got things it's a like, carrot. It's it's a piece of silver beet. It's it doesn't matter. Is it edible? Yes. Is it seventy two dollars a kilo? No. <laughs> But, like, why, why – I don't think I've ever been that concerned about perfect-looking fruit or vegetables. And then I sort of think, well, you've now I've done this weird thing where they've got the odd bunch at some big conglomerate supermarkets, which uh, is – Is that mostly just um, Woolies? I, it could be. Yeah, I don't know whether Coles and that do it. But, you know, they've got the odd bunch, which puts a weird spin and almost like a negative – like, oh, you can buy this. We've given you some of the fruit and veg that look a bit weird. But only a little bit. But weird. a little bit. Only a little bit. You know, but... It can't look proper weird because that would be proper weird. That would be proper weird. And what would you even what do? Would you do? How would you oh even use that particular... I might put it in my mouth, chew it, and then be like, yay. It was yummy. Food. Probably not, though, because it's not fresh. But anyway, <laughs> um, I sort of think about, you know, the amount of wasted just with bananas. If the curvature is off, they will be rejected. And then it just goes into landfill. At the end of the day, it if doesn't that, get. It I mean, doesn't I know go there, anywhere. I know there are a lot of farmers who now um, would prefer for that process of the grading of the yep. fruit, yep. and that to be done at their site, yep. because then they have an ability to sell the subpar mm-hmm. quality food yep. onto other people. There's a farmer down south who recently bought something like twenty tons of oranges to feed his cattle. Because yes. Coles and Woolies refused them. Yep. yep. So if your meat's a little citrusy in the future, <laughs> you can blame Coles and Woolies. Yeah, you have that nice tinge to the meat. Yeah, I can't imagine that it's going to make it taste any worse. I don't think, well, I don't think so. But, you know, you sort of think about the, the amount of waste and how we've been told what things should look like, not how they just are. 
I don't know? know. Maybe maybe this is just my experience growing up with a European mother. Like mm-hmm. my my mum is from Poland. Yeah. She's Dutch. Um maybe it's just the fact that she has a different background to my father and that and it's something we've always had a little bit of a veggie patch. Yep. Um I believe that when I was doing my hospitality course they laid out all of these fruits and veggies that I was able to name all of them, but I was the only kid in my class that could name every fruit and veggie on the table. Amazing. And I, I can't even remember how many there were, but a lot of them could only really name like the big sort of five, like potato, broccoli, pumpkin, yep. that sort of stuff. Yeah. Whereas I was like, that's silver beet, that's a squash, that's, yep. you know, um, a turnip. <laughs> Ew, gross. I don't like turnips. Yuck. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Yeah. Side note. Gosh. Side note. Sorry, so turnips gosh. out there. Sorry. Poor little turnip prints in House Moving Castle. We love you. <laughs> but but at the but end of I, the day. The, I think a part of it is that is I was grown up with like I was grown up. I grew up with you were grown up, now you're not grown yeah. up. <laughs> yep, I've re- I've reverted. You've regressed. <laughs> oh geez. Um, I think a lot of it is that I've I've grown up eating a lot of different food. Yeah. So like it, it wasn't just the staple that we're all told is like the Australian staple of meat, yeah. tree veg and the spaghetti bolognese and a roast dinner on a Sunday like Irish background baby <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think like having that variety growing up means that I don't look at fruit and veg as well that's not a perfectly straight carrot so I don't know what I'm going to do with yeah it. get out of here it's yeah like we grew them at home ourselves so we understood that there was a huge variance in what they were going to do if you even got it to come out of like where it was yeah because like we never had luck with strawberries if they did grow <laughs> the birds ate them before we got to eat them. <laughs> well it's, it's like my grandparents they had veggie patches so you know you're pulling things out of the ground and it doesn't look you perfect see it, yeah you see it in its raw form like before it's been washed and cleaned yeah. and you're seeing especially when you're growing them at home you're not seeing them grown with all of like the the fertilizer and the growth hormone and all of the extra stuff that's put on them it's just a home veggie patch so yeah, there's going to be fertilizer, but sometimes that fertilizer is literally just kitchen scraps. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. And I mean, some some kids wouldn't know about that, or adults, they would just no, wouldn't know. No, there were so many kids in that class that had no idea what half of these veggies were, or a little bit more than half of them. <laughs> um, and th- and that's the thing. Like, wait, just looking at that. You know, it is a great documentary. It's got I think two or three seasons out on War and Waste. Just go back to. To that on the ABC, um, but it, it does make you think about like fast fashion as well, and the amount of um, you know if it's a three dollar t shirt, you know you buy it, you might wear it once, then it goes to landfill. Yeah, and I think a lot of that like it, it's a bit of a twofold problem in regards to stuff like that because like people like like myself, I live on a very tight budget. Yep, um, and I do that so that I'm able to put a little bit of money away in case I have problems because I've had it in the past where I've had to take a loan out because my car's oh, broken down or something yes. like that and I've not had it. So I live on a very tight budget to make sure that I have that ability to put it aside in case of an emergency. Mm. Uh, but it's taken me a long time to be able to get to that point. So I was buying those $3 shirts, not because it was fast fashion, but because that was what I could afford. Yeah, of course. And like, I will, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fashion person. I know what I like to wear yep. and I literally don't give two shits if anyone else doesn't <laughs> like it. I wear my jeans. I wear my plain basic t-shirts. <gasps> jeans. <gasps> jeans. Sorry. I, just, I thought that was, I wanted to add shock. It's not actually shock. <laughs> God, what was that? Jeans. 
but like I like I have my jeans, I have my 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 plain basic t-shirts. Yeah, I have. Yeah, you know the, she's holding up her flannel for those playing at home. Flannel like, I shirts. Don't, I, I don't. I'm not a huge like. My mother is definitely a fashionista. She likes to buy those things, yeah. but she's never been a particularly fast fashion person either. She would rather buy something that's a little bit more expensive and is going to last a few seasons in for the wardrobe. Sure. And I mean, occasionally you're going to want to splurge and buy something a little bit nicer. Yeah. But there's jackets in in my mother's wardrobe that she has had since the like the oh god the seventies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they're still good. Like, she has this white leather jacket that has been handed down to me that is currently packed away nice and neat in the storage chamber. Yeah, yeah. But it's been in her closet since the freaking 70s. So good. But that's a great example of, of reusing. But people have to know how to actually care for that sort of stuff as yeah. well. Because there's a lot of... A lot of fast fashion has come about by the fact that people don't want to put the effort into caring for things anymore. Yeah. Like, you don't hem your pants as often at home anymore because you mm. don't have a sewing machine because you weren't taught how to use it. And yep. Yep. All of that sort of stuff. And I guess it then comes down to the quality of the fabric and everything like that. And then companies looking at, well, what is seasonal? Do you have seasons? You know, do you have summer? I mean, do you have winter? We, have, we have seasons, but really we only have two. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hot and fucking cold. But, <laughs> but if, if places like Sheen... Ugh going to do that <laughs> produce upwards you know of like say twenty thousand garments are uploaded a day on their website and that's just the new designs isn't it or yes. is it two thousand new designs a day and twenty thousand shipped uh yes we'll just we'll just, we'll go, just yeah okay go, random numbers don't but it's us. still a stupid amount it's a stupid <laughs> amount um for the amount of that's never going to be used again or people are buying it thinking it might fit and it doesn't and it'll never be used again. Or the the measurements are just slightly off, or the yes. cuts just slightly off. Yeah, something just strange, just not about good about it. it. Yeah. So, or it's... the first time you put it on, it rips. Oh yes. So I mean, it could be about companies. It could be about them thinking about the process. Even if you look at pill packets once they're used. Um, so currently, Pill Hill. Never heard of it. them. Um, it's where all the big pharmaceutical companies sit. Um, now, it could be Melbourne, it could be Sydney. I can't remember where he was at that moment in time, Craig Castle, but they all sit together. So um, on this big hill, and they call it Pill Hill, it's sort of an unofficial name. Okay. Yeah. Um, and there's no sort of after effects of what happens to those little pill packets because they're different components to them. Um, yeah, well, they not have just the plastic. alcohol on the bottom and yep. then they've got the plastic on top and some of them have like a papery thing. Yep. So they're not straightforward in the way of how to recycle them. I don't know why they can't just use the, you know, like when you buy the Asbro Clear and they're all in the alcohol package. Yes. Why can't they all be like that? Yeah. And just... and that's the struggle with all the, all the pills, mm. you know. And there's some, um, a great company called, um, now it's B-I-O-M-E. Um, it's based in Brisbane. It's also on Gold Coast. B-I-O-M-E. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they were doing a great recycling program with pill packets. And, of course, then no one could do it all of a sudden just because it's a pretty hard process. And they ended up with loads of boxes that people were sending in, you know, because people thought, oh, great. And they oh, weren't great. able to do anything. And they weren't able to do anything. So this giant storage area dedicated to boxes of pill packets that no one knew what to do with. And the companies that are producing these also don't seem to care. Like well, that they they're going, care, do they? Their, their end of it's done as far as like here's the here's the thing. But like think of you know even if you just have 
a couple of Nurofen or a couple of Panadol. Go through those quite frequently. You know, but then you're on massive amounts of tablets, you know, as an older person maybe or someone that's got, you know, conditions conditions that do need that. The amount of pill pockets. I myself take about six to ten tablets a day depending on how bad my condition goes. Yes. So I take, um, sorry, eight to ten a day because I take a minimum of six vitamins a day. Yep. And then I have my, my medication on top of that, my nerve blockers and things like that. Yeah. I actually... Like I, I did speak to my doctor before doing any of this, but I swapped out all of my self-bought vitamins. Yeah, and I swapped to Vitable. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely no sponsorship, but I have <laughs> been, I've been using that for at least a year now. Yeah, and it's I, working well. I really enjoy it. it I've got the tin mm. that they send you on the first order, mm-hmm. um, and then every month. I get a little cardboard box and inside that cardboard box, all that is in there are the pill packets. Yeah. You get like this little um, printed sheet that has what, like how much total you have and what your expiry dates and things are and like essentially like a little prescription thing in case you need it. Yeah. Um, and then you have like a, um, a sheet of what, what their catalogue is mm-hmm. in case you want to change your order yep. for any reason. And then all I've got to do is tip that into the tin and continue all of my tablets are in one little pack and every pack is compostable oh isn't that great but i took a little bit of research i'm sure to get to that point yes i had to i had to make sure that they were able to give me like what i needed yeah the the, what i needed within the scope of what my requirements were um and being that i'm also lactose intolerant and i needed to take a probiotic Mm -hmm. i had to make sure it was one that wasn't going to cause a flare-up for sure so i had to make sure it was one that a lot of like the the what's that one where it's in the fridge the little blue people in the shops <laughs> uh, in a health plus that's the one yes because it has yeah. it has so many different strains of lactobacillus yeah um which is a section of lactose yep so i can't take that oh how annoying yes so the one that i have doesn't require being refrigerated because it doesn't have that strand mm-hmm. so yes i'm missing a probiotic in my system but my system hasn't got the ability to break that down anyway yeah i'm not really losing out on anything that i need yeah so i i I take that i take magnesium i take vitamin d and i take calcium that sort of stuff so and then i have my nerve blockers and yeah you know sometimes if i need it i'll have neurofin or something like that. yeah yeah that's great but i mean that's that's a small part and a big yeah you know like how many people are doing this like you well, it might just I be do, you. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I know that there are a lot of, I know that Vitable themselves have a lot of customers and they've just opened themselves up for their customers to actually buy a share of the company. Oh, very good. So that was, yeah, I think I got that email last week or something. Mm, cool. <laughs> but yeah, I know that they have quite a few, like it's in the tens of thousands of customers. Yeah. Maybe now it's croaching towards the hundreds of thousands. Right. Which I think is really good. Mm. And I, like, they're local. They're plant is only over at Mansfield and yeah. Logan Home. So easy peasy. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So I like I quite like and I like the convenience aspect is obviously a big thing too because I'm not having to run around different supermarkets and different chemists looking for what I need to take. So that yeah. was also a problem. Yeah, and I think even if we can have small wins with any of this, you know, if you are composting, you know, within your home, if you are <laughs> If you, if you are recycling a little bit, you know, you know that certain items, um, you know, like batteries, 
can go to certain supermarkets, they are taking them and getting recycled um, properly rather than going to landfill. Once so, you wipe your old phone, you can drop that into like Telstra or Vodafone or whatever. They'll yeah. be able to take them and dispose of them properly. And that's the thing. So if we all did a little bit, I think that's the thing. If you're not, you're not expected to try and do all the things, it's just not humanly possible. I don't think anyone would be able to tick all the boxes and be like, yes, I do everything in the way of helping the world but if you start somewhere with something small and build on that i know like even with um cleaning products it's all natural stuff now for me you know yeah i've been that way for a while but that's mm. mostly because i'm allergic to bleach and a lot of those yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you have a really nasty reaction to me so i yeah. just tend to uh, tend to stick with like vinegar and yeah stuff yeah like that. yeah it's not it's not 100 percent as effective sure um but it is definitely more effective than nothing for and sure. it's definitely more effective than knocking me out. Well, no one wants that. <laughs> Are you sure? Have you spoken to my family? No, I haven't they're actually. Pro- they probably enjoy it every now and again. <laughs> you just shut her up. <laughs> but I, I think that it's it's one of those things because it, it sits... Everyone sort of wants to do something to help, but it sits in, in sort of this elusive golden zone where... The only people that can really afford to do all of the things to help mm. are the people that have a lot of money and aren't interested. Is it? And that, that sort of it comes down to that whole freaking silent depression thing that I was talking about earlier. Ah, yes, yes. Do talk. Do talk. Do talk. <laughs> I was, I was, I was interested in it because I saw it on the net a while ago, and it was that um, we, if you count for inflation, we are going through what a lot of people are now coining the silent depression because nobody is talking about it whereas the great depression everybody knew it yeah so but the the thing that economists are now speaking about is the fact that we as a minimum to mid-wage earners Mm -hmm. are actually learning uh, learning earning less (laughs) learning we're probably learning Learning more but we're (laughs) We're learning more (laughs) definitely learning more education people yes we are definitely earning less yeah than the lowest paid workers of the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. When you count for inflation, they got something like $4,800 a year, right? When you count for inflation, that's $85,000 a year. Yeah. I don't know anyone who's on that money, including myself. Yep. So what are you, what are you supposed to do with that? Like, that was the minimum wage. Yeah. So if that's the minimum wage and nobody you know and nobody I know is making that now... And you account for all the inflation, all of the upgrades, all of the stuff that's been going on, the cost of living crisis. It's no wonder. Yeah. And it's no wonder that people are doing stupid shit to try and get out of it. Yep. It's no wonder that crime is on the rise. Mm-hmm. It's it's absolutely no wonder that people are just losing their minds. Yeah. Dipping into their super. I don't. I. Oh. It shouldn't. <laughs> There's be an allowed. again. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't be allowed. Like I. I get like. The super is there for specific reasons and you can dip into it for specific reasons for things like if you're injured at work because you've got the insurance payouts and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. But I find it highly insulting that the government wants us to dip into it, especially as females, for shit like domestic violence movements. I'm sorry. Mm. Aren't we paying taxes? Isn't that stuff supposed to be able to be afforded through that? Aren't we supposed to have a fucking pension fund? Yeah. Where'd that go? Oh, that's right. Politicians' pockets. Yeah. We have to invest that money so that we can earn more money for the government, even though none of that money gets to go back to you as the people, despite the fact that you're paying for it in your tax to be a pension. I'm sorry. But you're not. No. 
I'm yeah. It, it's one of the fastest ways to rile me up because I will I will fight and I I get into fights with my father because <laughs> he does the whole well, it's your generation that will suffer for it and it takes everything in me to bite my tongue and go but your generation fucking voted for it. Boomers, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I love my family. I love my parents. Like I I adore them, but. Mm. They say that as if it's somehow our fault. Yeah. But we weren't able to vote. We didn't. We weren't there. We didn't make these decisions. You did. We, did, we weren't there. How could and we? My, my, I still, it's still one of my favorite things when he says to me, and I'm being facetious with the whole favorite thing. Yeah. He says to me the whole, oh, but you're the generation of the participation trophy. And I'm like, I didn't give it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> That was the mums and dads going, but what about my kid? But what about my kid? But what about my kid? Like, hello? Yeah. I'm not the one badgering the fucking teacher. I don't think I got a participation award. Nah, I think it was, just, it was still I first, second, third. I don't think I ever really got a, participa- a participation oh, award. We can't talk today. We've done a lot of these. We can't talk. We've got running something out of over like bloody, <laughs> really simple words <laughs> and then not so big words. Oh, man. Okay. But, like, I don't ever remember getting, like, a participation trophy, but I was part of a dance school and you would get, like, a like an acknowledgement trophy. Oh, yeah, you were yeah. in this thing. Yeah. So, like, I do have a couple of things that was, like, yes, you participated in the end of your concert and, yes, you participated in the Rock of Stanford. So it wasn't so much, like, a participation trophy in so much as, oh, you're at the trophy ceremony. You were sort of given them, but it wasn't really a ceremony. It was just like, oh, here's yeah. something to commemorate the fact that you were a part of this. This was a time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I like, I don't believe that that was a participation trophy. I just sort of think that that was a, a nice memory keepsake. Yeah. But maybe that's where I'm wrong. Well, I mean... But I still hold firm to the fact that we weren't the ones driving that. We weren't. We weren't kids going, um, excuse me, where's my trophy? Where's my ribbon? No. And I even think about the super when when the pandemic was in full flight, the option to draw out $10,000. And people were buying like jet skis and and boats and and motorcycles and things. And I'm like, okay, if your car broke down and you legitimately had no way to secure a loan right now to go buy a new car, okay okay, fine, legitimate reason to do that. But if you're dipping into your super for 10 grand just to go buy a jet ski, what the fuck is wrong with you? Are you? Why can you not see that this is bad long-term? Oh, man. And that, and that's short-term thinking on both accounts. It's politicians, the lawmakers, whoever else signed off on that. Financiers. And, and the people that did it. Because you know, I it was such a bad idea. Oh, yeah, and I reckon the financiers liked it because they do that whole reverse mortgage thing in old age. Yes. Ugh, yes, I hate those too. Like that shouldn't even be a legal option. Yeah, it, it's it does worry me amount of stuff that kind of gets said in such a way that makes it sound really great. You know, and yeah, all it does is dig a hole for you and your descendants. Yeah, because I recently asked a company to decrease my credit, my credit card, and I, I'm paying it off a little bit, and then I decrease the. I paid my nice. Oh my god! But my limit was already really small. That's so good. <laughs> So well, mine is too, but I'm, I'm still getting there. I'm not quite there yet. But um, I got an email from them and they said, oh, we've just noticed that you're trying to decrease your limit every time you pay a bit more off. Did you want to put a hold on your account to make it easier for you? Easier for you. Now, what is that supposed to be? I don't know what easy? that means because I haven't spent any money on this card since I've been paying it down. You've uh, been it's checking just to make sure no one else has? <laughs> yes. 
Um, so oh, there's gosh. been no spend in the time that they've been paying it off. So what's making it easier? But what do, what are what are they wanting to hold? Are they like holding the interest rate at a really high? Are they rate? holding my hand? What's happening? Do you want to hold? It? <laughs> <laughs> it's so bit, it's a bit warm in here. It might get sweaty. Oh god, <laughs> I'm already sweaty. Um, so I wrote back and I said, so how does this make it easier for me? Because so far it's all been all good. Here's the amount. I paid it off. Can you please decrease my credit? I understand that I cannot increase my credit for the next six months due to terms, you know, T's and C's, blah, blah, blah. And I got back, oh, well, if we do do a hold, it's dependent on your circumstances. So if you're in financial hardship, hold on, how do we get there for a minute? I didn't mention financial hardship. I'm just trying to pay it down to close Wait, it out. You contacted me. You talked to me. I didn't ask this. <laughs> and then if we put a hold on it for a significant amount of time, you might need to refinance and go through the whole, like, whether you're okay to have this credit. Just do what I did. <laughs> just do what I did. I do. I circumvented them. I, like, I didn't even let them contact me. I just paid it all off and then just was like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> but by the end of it, I was so confused because you made, you made it sound really easy for me. But this is quite difficult. And it's proving, it's almost giving me a sense of that I'm a bad debtor or that I'm in financial hardship and I've asked for help when I don't actually need to ask for help. I'm fine the way it's been going. And eventually I'll be able to get to the point where I email you people and I say, please close the account. I don't want this anymore. See, I, I've, I've had, this, this is my second credit card, but it's the first one that I've actually signed up for. Yep. My first one came with my first home loan. Oh, yes. And I actually ticked the box that said, do not provide me one. And they still did. Oh, yeah. I lost sneaky. my mind. Sneaky, sneaky. The, the, the interest rate on them is ridiculous. Yeah, it's like 20, what, 28? Oh, it's stupid. It was uh, somewhere off there. Yeah. But I was like, I don't, I didn't want it. And then they like contacted me and I'm like, they're like, oh, your card's on the way. And I'm like, what card? They're like, oh, your credit card. And I'm like, I didn't want a credit card. I specifically ticked the box that said no. Oh, well, now it's been issued. Oh. Oh, oh, are we going to play this game? Now, mind you, I was a really pissed off 21 year old <laughs> who had already had to deal with so many issues with that whole home loan and the house situation and everything yeah, yeah, that was going yeah. on there yeah so like i was raring for a fight <laughs> i'm often raring for a fight yes you'll learn that <laughs> listeners or listener if, if it's just one at the moment yeah um but yeah i just i didn't like the, the tonage so mm. i rang the customer service center and i was nice the first three times nice nice i was like it's not the person on the phone's fault no no no, definitely not someone's made this decision so i was nice the first three times i rang yep. the third time i rang was when the card arrived with the bill and then i lost my mind i would have lost my mind too i've actually <laughs> turned lost. away from Taz because i'm so mad for her <laughs> i lost my mind i rang them and i was like you shut this fucking account down right now like i i went off yeah. And they were like, oh, ma'am, are you sure you want to do this? Like, yes. You, you could use the card for these things. And I'm like, I can't use the card for fucking anything. I've already chopped it into tiny little pieces, thrown it through a shredder, and then fed it to my cat to shit back out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were like, oh, that's graphic. Which <laughs> <laughs> so shut the fucking thing down. I oh. never asked for it to begin with. And they, they, but they pull shit like that to trap people. Yes. And I, yes. It should be illegal and they should should be prosecuted for it but they find little loopholes to get around it and offer you shit that you shouldn't be paying for or have in the first place or trap you into other things like that whole before 
The reason that she's riled now, we're not getting off this train, we're staying I'm on. sorry, but the reason that I paid my credit card off, I dipped into my savings and I paid my credit card off. And yeah. the reason I did that was because I had an interest-free term coming up yeah. that was ending, right? So yeah. I bought this thing and I had 40 months interest-free or 20 months interest-free or whatever it was. And it's it sends you a note the week the month before, like you have something that's ending in interest-free term on this date. Yeah. So I paid more than enough to pay off that but i still had something else that had a different interest-free ending yeah well they put it on the one that was ending later not the one that was ending now oh my god and i was like excuse me oh my god i can't even so I can't even. I, instead of losing my mind this time i just went again yeah, no, i fucked this shit threw the whole amount at it yeah and closed the card off i was yeah. like no done over it Never mind, they've gotten my gender wrong anyway. They signed me up as a mister rather than a miss. <laughs> I was standing in the store next to the guy, so I must have been having a really rough day. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started on that. I really think we should get away from all that. It's it, You don't need to know if I'm married or not as a female. You don't need to know that. That shit. Yeah. Males don't know regardless because it's mister regardless. It should be mistress. <laughs> if it's mister, it should be mistress and just fucking suck it. <laughs> yeah, because the amount the amount of um, sort of anonymous behind mister, you don't even get master anymore. Sometimes forms used to have master on it if, you know, it denoted that you're quite young. But now it's just mister regardless of your age. So you could be five yeah, and you could be three different mister. versions of miss. Yes, and miss, that's my thing. Miss and missus. Yeah, and I just sort of think, um... Can I please have... The list of spinster titles. Oh yes. What am I by now? A black widow? <laughs> <laughs> or or is it Ooh, or is it what is are it, you? I don't know, but I loved I loved that thing. Yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. like, I'm not a spinster anymore, I'm well past that age. So <laughs> I think it's a Venus flytrap or something now. Amazing. But yeah, I just sort of think with forms and if you're thinking this is like a um, you know, gender fluidity debate, it is. But it's also Can about we just use our names? Just getting rid of titles like that. It's so, you know, 1802. You know, if you want to look at it from that way back, we don't need to be denoted, oh, and now there's a box for if you're divorced. Why do you need to know that much information about a female, but the males don't get that? Mm. You know, and I recently went for... Especially a, when females are now working harder and earning more money. Yes, than most of their male counterparts yep. in certain sectors. And that's the thing. And I think how much information is too much information? I recently went for a skin check and the first two questions was how much do you weigh and how much, uh, oh, no, what's your height? And I said, what the hell does that have to do with anything? My weight shouldn't, I'm getting a skin check. I'm not, I'm not here for medical advice as such. It's about my skin. And I said, one, I don't actually know how much I weigh. I don't, I don't look at that on a daily basis i don't actually look at it ever <laughs> unless it comes up um and then we went into other specifics and i just keep saying thinking you know are you single are you married do you have a partner do you live with someone it's good almost, lord this is a skin check it's almost as good as when i went in for that pneumonia because my like it turned out to be pneumonia yeah but like i had that really north like really really nasty cough remember? yes i could not shake it i could hear myself when i lied down to go to bed at night i could hear my breath gurgling oh gosh here at my chest just i remember gurgling. that i remember not that not lying in bed with words <laughs> clarified 
no, no, no. But you can, you, yeah, no, you heard I me barking work at work. with her? <laughs> I would just clarify. <laughs> You'd hear me barking at work. But yeah, that, oh my God, that was horrendous. And yeah. I went in, like I couldn't see my normal doctor who was generally brilliant. Yeah. But I had to see one of his offsiders. And the thing that really pissed me off is that I saw a female doctor and the first words she said to me were, oh, I see that your, um, your birth control is due to run out. Uh-huh. Would you like to talk about that? And I was like, what? I can't fucking breathe. But oh you want to talk god. about that? Oh my god. I will speak about those sort of things with my actual doctor, not the emergency doctor, because there is so much more involved in that sort of conversation when yeah. it comes to my health yeah. than just, oh yeah, can I have another script? I'm surprised they didn't say, oh, you can't breathe. Are you depressed? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm very lucky I don't I don't have any antidepressant um, medications and I actually do have a note on my file saying that I'm not allowed anti-anxiety medication because yeah. it does the opposite for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah. turned into a tiny little ball <laughs> of just wreck. <laughs> yeah, they're not good. No, the um, one time they tried it on me, I went completely paranoid and was like huddled in the corner of the room thinking that mm-hmm. everything was out to kill me. There was no one in the house with me. So it wasn't good. Playing at home. It's never a fun time um, trying to figure navigating out health. all of this, really. Let alone, um, yeah, going for a skin check and being asked your weight and other trivial information that doesn't matter. But you're not overweight. So why is that even valid? Well, I, I, well, that's the thing. And I, who, who knows? I said, why do you need to know? I said, this is the first I just met you, mate. I, even like the closest oh people that are near me don't ask me about my weight, let alone a person that just met me. And they hate it when you do that, when you push back on that, because it's like, yeah. hang on, mm. that's. I know you're a medical professional, but yeah. that's not why I'm here. Yeah. And that's not what I'm willing to talk to you about. I have my people I talk to that about. Like, I will go in depth with my GP, yeah. my actual doctor who I see all the time about my weight, about my health concerns, about my, my pain levels and my reproductive health yeah, and all of that of sort of stuff. He has the file. He has the history with me. I trust him. I'm very lucky to be able to trust my male doctor. It took yeah. me a long time to find a doctor that I trust, but he's yes. brilliant. That's good. And so I'm very happy to deal with that. But I will not sit with another doctor who I don't know and have them sit there and be like, hey, yeah. Let's go through this list. My first week, my first, my very first reaction will be, let's not. Yeah. Let's just stick to what I'm here for because you're just the fill in. Yeah. Not to shit all over your expertise or anything, but, but, but that's the you, thing. That's what you are. That's that's the thing. And I just sort of think the amount of crap as a female you have to go through for a lot of things. Like even my mum was telling me about her mammogram the other day and she's recovered from breast cancer. So she's all good. So, so um, happy. But you're having a mammogram, you get asked about weight, you get asked about, you get asked all these things again, and you actually go through the same form every time you go. Yeah. So, you know, do you have asthma? Do you have diabetes? Do you have the. And I know, understand things can change in between getting this stuff done, but wouldn't it be better instead of going through this form like you've never bloody been there in your life before, especially mum at being 68? She's had quite a few mammograms in her lifetime now. You could look at it and go, hey, just maybe let us know if things have changed. You know, anything on the file that we need to know about. Did she go to the same place? Yeah, that's the thing. And they do the same form. And I guess I think about it like getting a, um, giving blood. So you fill this giant foldy outy form out like you've never been 
donating blood. And you think that they'd have like, in, especially in regards to like giving blood or mammograms or something that's a constant thing. Yeah. That you'd be given like a card or something, especially with today's technology, like a little card that you've yeah. got a QR code on or something that you can just scan and all that information comes up and okay, has anything changed since the last time you were here? Do we need to update any details? Yeah. Done. Yeah. But yeah, no, because mum's just had hers done too. Yeah. Same as your mum. She's a breast cancer survivor. Yeah. Um, She has to do some, because of, because of how deep the scar tissue is. And the lymph nodes? She doesn't have any. Okay, yep, They yep, have yep. to take all of it. Yeah. Um, and she has some serious scar tissue because there was a bit of an infection after one of the operations. Mm. Um, but, yeah, she has to do something special at the clinic. So she goes to the same clinic every time. She yes. Has, she gets special appointments. She calls ahead and wants them to know everything. But I suppose because of all of that stuff, mm. it's a little bit easier for them to ID that she's a different yes to the normal and yes so maybe she doesn't have to do that because she's sort of rung in and gone hey i'm that really annoying <laughs> you need to do a lot of accommodations for me yeah. um before i come in but i mean that's a great thing too if you, you're being proactive and you're telling them but i just sort of think like the amount of information that's being divulged to quite a number of people not even just medical people but peoples that want to know quite a lot of stuff about you before you even get to the thing whatever the thing is and you think okay, I'm literally just trying to, you know, like online, just trying to buy a thing. And you get like, where do you live? What's your postcode? Like, and I understand demographics and where they're trying to find out a lot more about you and try and get these, um, Oh, someone was pointing out with like the Woolworths stuff the other day with the new Woolworths anti-theft cameras on the self-serve checkout. Yeah. They're right over the top. Yeah. And people now do that whole pay pass thing, right? Yeah. Where they just put their code into the phone and tap. Oh, I don't. I use my card card. I don't have a I phone I use my thing. card card too, but yeah. like that's a new, like that's a thing that a lot of people use now. Really? And then they're like, but that camera takes up everything oh. and they can see everything you're putting into your phone. So all of your details and your passcode <gasps> and all of that is now visible to the camera. So who sees that? Is, oh that, is that an AI thing? Is that a person sitting there sitting watching? Chat GPT. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, like, that's that's a legitimate security concern, and they're just like, no, it's just an anti-theft device. And it's like, hang on. Mm. That is a legitimate concern for their personal security. Yeah. Like, no one's expecting a physical attack. They're expecting a cyber attack. A cyber attack. And they've just been, yeah, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. And we've all been through um, Optus Breach, those who were with Optus, so. But it wasn't just Optus. It was, like, AHM and Medibank? Medicare. Medibank. Medibank. Wasn't it? Or was it Medicare? Well, it wasn't Medicare because I'm with I'm not with a private thing. I'm with AHM. Okay, so it must have been a private private thing. I don't know because I don't. But like, there's been a bunch of them, so you've had to keep track of them all. Well, and that's the thing, and I sort of think like, how much is too much? And I think we're at the too much. We've gone too full out with, you know, if you're at the self serve, and I had my bag, my bag that has you know my money and my cards and my phone and everything in there, and I had it on in front of me. And then it stopped. You know, it's like, um, you need an assistance from the assistant or whatever. Yeah, because it felt thing. the weight and it was like, there's stuff here you haven't paid for. Yeah, and it's like, oh, it's just that it didn't recognize the bag. And I was like, what? No, it wouldn't recognize. Like, every bag. I'm so mad. Every <laughs> fucking bag <laughs> is different. Unless it's literally, you know, the supermarkets. Okay, oh, now bag. makes you weigh them all. So you're meant to put all of the bags on the, on the t- register. Oh, and then and then like you click, um, you you press the button for own bag, yeah, and then yeah. it will ask you to put all your bags on the 
scale. Right. And then it will weigh them and then it will tell you when it's ready for you to go. And then you take the bag and fill the bag. And I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) These things are sent to try us, everybody. And they they are trying me. I mean, they're they're sent to um, reduce their labor costs. Which just brings all the way back to our first argument. Yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> it's absolute bullshit. bullshit. It's bullshit we've been talking about for nearly an hour and a half. <laughs> so we'll so wrap this one you're up. welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. We, we, we were attempt, attempting to start off with like something a little bit darker and move into something a little bit lighter, but we just stayed on the same thing the whole way through. <laughs> so again. Our next episode, I think we'll need to be a little bit lighter. Yeah, we're... we're we're riled up, but for good reason. Yeah. I don't think anyone's not riled up about this. No, stage. I don't think so either. So on that note, we'll say goodbye. <laughs> we will. And we will see you. Oh, sorry. We will. Uh, no. Jesus, what do I say? <laughs> we will. We will be here next time. <laughs> <laughs> like, we won't see you and we won't hear you. Oh. Um, tricky. Well, yeah, I don't know where to go with this now, but we'll uh, we will be side. here to talk about more random topics next time. So we hope you all enjoyed listening and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll upload again. Start a revolution. That's what I'm going to end on. Start a revolution. <laughs> Viva la revolution. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. You will find a